You're listening to the Playing With Power podcast, and uh, this month we are doing uh, Volume 31, which is December of 91. Uh, we are retrospective of the Nintendo Power magazine, uh, and uh, this, this issue is going to be uh, Metroid, amongst other uh, Super Nintendo launch titles. Uh, I'm John. And uh, I'm Mike. Yep. <laughs> and I was about to introduce him, but he just barged on in, which is very <laughs> un-Canadian of him. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, and unfortunately, we don't have uh, a regular um, captain of the podcast, Ben. Uh, his wife um, is a little bit under the weather tonight, so he's you know putting family before podcast, which is just despicable. But how dare you? Yes. <laughs> Way to put your priorities in the right spot, Ben. But. Now that he lets Mike edit, we could actually use his real name, and he wouldn't know until it aired, so... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Mike, uh, what, do we have, what do we have this month? So December 91, uh, it's the fall of the Soviet Union, uh, the wrapping up of the Gulf War, or the Gulf War's been over for a while, I guess, and... Uh, and, and so's the Soviet Union. <laughs> and, so, and Super Nintendo was... Uh, Super Nintendo is on Super, market in the yep, US. So. Yeah, it'll be right around the corner and Well no, it's been released. It was it was November of ninety one, so Ah well Canada. Yeah, well, okay. Right. You guys were what, February of ninety two or something like that? I think yeah. It was pretty new when I got it for my birthday, and that's in March. So yeah, it was out like by March. <laughs> And I got that for my birthday, and it was freaking sweet, <laughs> and it was one of the best presents I ever got. That that definitely sounds it. So, and I'm it must have, this must have been the month uh, that I got my Super Nintendo because it was definitely a Christmas present, and this is definitely the timeline that I had it. So, it this this issue is the um, my introduction to Super Nintendo as well uh, chronologically, I guess. Uh, and a generation of awesomeness. <laughs> So, uh, what do we have here? We have uh, Metroid on the cover. Uh, what do you? Yep, we got Samus for her Game Boy debut, mm-hmm. and she's uh, rocking that. Uh, what is that? Tim Tebow or taking a knee or whatever that. Uh... <laughs> well, okay. I mean, it looks like she's, yeah, she's jumping up. She's not like on the ground, but yeah. I mean, one knee is uh-huh. bent, like. But Tebowing was like you put your your fist like on your fore on your forehead and you like crouch and put your elbow on your knee oh like you're praying yeah like a little bit because he was very religious uh, so i wonder what this would be um this is more like fisting mm-hmm. like the oj stuff. or like the oj simpson <laughs> when he was doing that hertz rent-a-car commercial <laughs> uh sure <laughs> this is a couple of years before that other unpleasantry actually this is probably pretty close to that was 93 wasn't yeah it? i mean like but it's probably further away yeah, from so the Hertz commercial than it is to the... Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is, like, when the Hertz commercial was the most famous thing he was known for. Wow. As well as the Naked, naked Gun. gun and being a football player. But, um, yeah. Uh, and he was also... Well, he may have been a little more well-known to the LAPD a couple of, for a couple of calls, but... <laughs> um, did you... Have you... You don't have ESPN, do you, up there in the Great White North? Uh, no, well, I, I think psychic, people no. do have it, but you don't, right? No, I'm not psychic, no. Okay. 
They did no, but they did a really good. Um, no, we have we have the sports network up here. It's just TSN. Oh, okay. Well, ESPN down here did um, a really good. Uh, I think it was a six-part series called OJ in America, and then they released it a couple months back. Um, if you're inter- interested in sports and the dynamic of racial interaction, like, I mean, yes, they did. It was part of it was you know six hours of coverage of of like the different aspects of the of the oj crime like and they started with oj's you know childhood and past and how he grew up um but where they did a particularly good job with it that i didn't anticipate was they kind of explained the african-american communities react like why people were so ecstatic that he was acquitted on the criminal trial like why that was such a big thing and it wasn't, I mean, yes, it was about OJ, but it was more about, like, sticking it to the, you know, to the authorities and the police force and the intera- and the dynamic interaction between the community and the police force more than them feeling st- that strongly about OJ. And, well, and also the fact that, you know, a person who had sloppy evidence and poor witnesses actually got a, well, quote unquote, fair trial rather than. Well, he's black, and the evidence is kind of slipshod, and we really fucked up gathering it all. But you know, look at him; he's black. Well, so yeah, but he was happen. a major celebrity so and had and had a multi-million dollar like defense team. So yeah, that may have been that may have been what was required to challenge the racism in America. Um, maybe I don't know. Anyway, so uh, let's get somewhat back on track. Uh, what else do we have? We have... And you've been listening to Playing With White Power. <laughs> Ouch. All right. Um, we have Act Razor and Batman Return of the Joker also coming on the cover here. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Metroid, uh, here? Uh, She's pretty ripped. She's got like a... 30 pack <laughs> abs wise <laughs> she's got she's got yeah, like muscles like i didn't even too- aware existed you know i know this is just you know like we know she's a chick but come on this was just like super way too like like now we i think i kind of know why the schumacher batman suits had nipples on because <laughs> i mean look where we were going yeah this is where fashion was heading in the 90s <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into into the uh, into the issue here. Um, Speaking of overdeveloped packs on the on the power line, oh, uh, we're gonna skip over the. Uh, is that new? I just I, I just had to, yeah, this is new. It looks three D, but I bet if you put but like not enough where you if you put on the glasses. Okay, so let's we'll explain it. This, we have uh, a, it's a power underground T shirt. Yeah, which really like this is this is eighty like this is nineties as fuck. So wait, so this is what if you if you're joining Nintendo Power, they say you're in the Power Underground, and you, if you so if you get if you do a yeah, two if you do like a, a two year renewal on your subscription, you get the Nintendo Power Underground shirt. Okay, I get it now. Sorry. No, you don't get the shirt. You get the Iron On decal, so you can put it on your shirt. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. So even worse. Like, yeah, we're looking at this kid. He's got like the black cap, the black shirt. He's got uh, the power underground, which is like neon green. Yeah, neon it's straight out of like a Nickelodeon with purple squid. Purple squid. It's straight out of like a yeah, Nickelodeon yeah. backdrop. And he's that couch is incredibly yeah. '90s as you, well, or love scene. If you watch, <laughs> yeah, if you watch a '90s music video, like rap or rock, well, more rap, that you'll definitely be seeing everybody wearing something like this. <laughs> 
Yeah, so... And he's watching... For some reason, he's watching a, a vibrating television set <laughs> with a crystal clear, non-vibrating black and white Mario from the Power Club. Well... What yeah, I don't so like, reusing he's artwork. using the like the black power fist, but he's definitely a white kid with his hat backwards. So I don't know. If, I don't know if they're <laughs> misappropriating the the power uh, fist here, but you know. Well, it's which power he's playing with, and <laughs> I think we just recently talked about that. So <laughs> all right. So and speaking of more power onto the power line, like you said. Uh, oh, we got like friggin', we got some guy apparently either this is horrible shadowing on the artwork or he's rocking a Fu Manchu that's missing a chunk on the on his I think lip. it's supposed to be the artist's attempt to like show him like kind of grim like clenching his like because he's lifting such heavy yeah, weight yeah it's supposed to be like shadowing with recess yeah but it looks like a terrible mus- you're right um and so what it, what yeah, it, it's a f- Fucked up Let's try to actually explain it. So it's like a, it's like a Fu Manchu with no. a soul patch. What is it? It's a guy. It's a picture of a guy like powerlifting, uh, and the weights have the different aspects of like what would be in a Nintendo Power. So it's got comics, Super Nintendo coverage, Game Boy, and NES written on the different like barbells, and he's lifting the weights. So like, play, I guess the the sort of the idea is playing with power is like your workout for your video game. <laughs> Um, endeavors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got the background banner saying coming in January of 1992. New and improved Nintendo Power will be here revealing the results of this intensive training. <laughs> so. I just wish Howard was still around so we would see, obviously, his rendering of him yeah. with the weights. Yeah. I mean, I thought. The, the idea of Howard with a Rob Leafield proportion chest. I called it. Would have been. Would have I been called hilarious. this. I said we'd be missing him when he left. But, you know, you didn't believe me. So, um, and then it just kind of goes through the issue, what we're going to be running into. So, uh, not a whole lot here in the power line. So, if you don't mind, we can move on to the table of contents. All right. Yep. What do we have this month? We have Batman, Return of the Joker is the is the first game. Then we have Act Razor, Adam's Family, Tiny Toon Adventure, Adventures, and... Uh, then there's a Super NES. What's weird is Act Razor is a Super NES game, but they have it under a feature, and they have a Super NES showcase. So I guess it's kind of like previews. They haven't. In, yeah, they haven't really segregated everything. Yeah, yet. it's kind of jumping around here. So, uh, and if, I did like the the Tiny Toon Adventures. Mm-hmm. I think I remember. I think I played. It. I never got past the first couple of well, levels because it was just a rental. Let's get to that when we get to that. So, all right, all right. Um. So let's see. We are on the player's pulse, mm-hmm. and they and the uh, the preface for this one for this month is, oh sure, the Super NES is awesome, but a few issues back, we asked you to tell us what your ultimate game system would do. A lot of you wanted your dream system to do your chores and homework, while others just wanted them <laughs> to spit out cold hard cash. <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> that would be cool if you, if you had a game that like rewarded you for beating it with money. That would be friggin' amazing. <laughs> Here are some of the more amazing answers we well, there was um there was a baseball game I forget which one it was a couple years ago that um there was like a perfect game challenge and if you were the first person to pitch a perfect game you got like a hundred thousand dollar prize or something like that I forget exactly how it worked or if you of all the, all the people that pitched perfect games went in a tournament against each other or like the best perfect games I don't know I forget exactly how it was but there was there's they've they've done attempts at stuff like that, but nothing you know, just like a console yeah. spitting out crisp 
Chris Pond, uh, Chris Benjamins for playing well or anything, but <laughs> well, we could use a Benjamin right now. Uh, but... Um, so yeah, this first letter, so, I don't want to get too much, but this guy is freaking like Nostradamus. Like <laughs> Nintendo owes him money because uh, as we'll we'll get we'll get into it. Do you do you want me to do the the first one, Mike? Yeah, All sure. Right, so Jimmy Peterford of Glenclove, New York writes in and he says if if only we had 27 fingers my fantasy game system would be a 512 bit system so uh we're a little bit past the 16 bit that uh we're heading into uh but uh <laughs> it could display 28 million colors at one time and could play any game from any any video game system that ever was or ever will be <laughs> there will be a you mean like a pop, you mean like a retropie yeah retropie but like with future proofing built in somehow uh <laughs> <laughs> there would be a miniature band inside that knew how to play any song. You uh, could even buy a special chip that would allow you to make your own games. What would come with this system? Well, Super Mario Galaxy, <laughs> better known as Super Mario Brothers 24. But it's funny because Nintendo went and used Super Mario Galaxy like, well, I don't know, a decade and a half after this. So that's, you know, Jimmy was out ahead of the game here. And and Mario Maker. Yes. So uh, Jimmy Jimmy so, was you know kind of onto some stuff here. The system would he got fucking rough. The system would come with with six twenty seven but button controllers and would cost two hundred and sixty fifty nine ninety five. And I would call it the Raw Dog Power System. <laughs> yeah, it's twenty seven button control. Okay, now he's gone off the fucking right. Rails, I mean, he just, yeah, but he was. I mean, he start he started prophetic, and then and then the crazy shit. Yeah, but there's some. I mean, one he nailed some Mario Galaxy, which my hats off just for that alone. But and the Mario Maker. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously the internet. I mean, uh, you could have music streaming from the internet would take care of the band thing. Uh, 28 million colors, I'm sure, is possible now. Um, uh, I'll tell you, the band, Mario Paint. <laughs> so he nailed that, too. So, yeah, good job, Jimmy. That's uh, You You were out ahead of the game, and stuff actually you know, kind of kept caught up to you as, as time got on. So, all right. We, we, need, we, we need to contact this kid, but he probably knows we're coming. <laughs> all right, Mike, you want to take the second one? 16-bit espresso? Being a Nintendo fan and a father of two young talented players, Ari and Trent. Yeah. You know, I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna name his kid Ari and Tari. <laughs> I jumped at the chance to dream up <laughs> Yeah, well he didn't know Nintendo was coming. He he wasn't as uh glean. I chuckled, Jimmy, you don't so. have to explain it, I got it. <laughs> I jumped at the chance to dream up my very own video game system. Of course I would include all the great features of the NES and Super NES. I like the sharp graphics and sound. I would have plenty of fun games that families like ours could play together. The little ones do take a lot out of me, though, so the wildest game system in my imagination <laughs> would be able to make espresso, balance my checkbook, pay the bills, figure out my taxes, remember my appointments, do the laundry, fix dinner, and walk our dog Cliffy. What do you think? Well, I think you can get 8 out of 10 with a smartphone. Is that all too much to ask? If you get around to making this super system, could you send one to me immediately? Please hurry. Steve Messerer of Spokane, Washington. Spokane. But yes, um, spoken like that's <laughs> funny. Both these uh, first two letters hark in on something that's very important to gamers that companies like to seem to ignore these days. They both had backwards compatibility 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 built into their systems, and yet, like so many current 
st- uh, systems they just ignore that we want to play the old games, you know, on our systems. So, yeah. all right, uh, anything you want to say about uh, Steve's letter, Mike? Well, we already. Uh, I think we just. Yeah, yeah. but anything you want to but say about one, it, though, is what I was saying. Like, is there any? You know, you just kind of read it. Uh. Well, yeah. Well, he's got a phone now, <laughs> so you can balance your checkbooks, pay your bills, figure out your taxes, remember your appointments, and just buy like a coffee so, machine for the, the espresso, I guess. Yeah. All right. Get yourself a Keurig. Get yourself a Keurig, and there you go. All right. You want and you want the next one too? That's that's fine with me. Yeah, you can you can finish off the next one. Okay. Uh, a most excellent system. It would be easy for me to decide what my ultimate game system would do. Travel through time. <laughs> but you don't need a fucking game system for that. Just, just a bunch of weed. What could, <laughs> <laughs> what, you just need to fall asleep with a history book on your <laughs> face. What could possibly be more amazing than warping back to ancient Rome than jumping forward to see who's going to win the next Super Bowl? I even had a name for it. Bill and Ted's most triumphant game system. Well, speaking of stoners. We, and that's by Marianne Rizzo. You know, this is a game that... You, I mean, this idea is so left field. It's usually something a guy would come up with. So it's nice to see that women can be just as trippy and fucking weird as men. <laughs> yeah, that's a quality. Oh, right chicks there. are weird. Trust me, uh, they're dirtier and crazier than men are. They just don't want us to know it. So, all right, uh, and let's see. The last letter is from Steve Sheary of Wendell, Idaho, and he said. Um, I'm glad you asked what my ultimate system would do. I live on a dairy farm. Oh, don't, don't for, uh, you forgot the name. I'll get there. Uh, I wake up. I live on a dairy farm. I wake up every four in, four a.m. to do the to milk the cows. I like my work, but not getting up at four. Um, my dream machine would take care of the milking chores so I could sleep, <laughs> and after milking the cows, have breakfast, have coffee ready for me on the kitchen, and it would clear off the table. And do do the dishes when I was finished. And the letter letter's title is "Buzz," but does it do Windows? So I thought it was going to be about a, like a computer system, but now that we read it, no, it just wants it to be like a rancher. So there wouldn't be much of a yes. market for a cow milking, breakfast cooking, dishwashing, video game system, Steve's. Besides, your cows probably wouldn't respond very well. <laughs> so they'll start getting nervous every time they hear do 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 that creep that's when they start the waiting. creepy mario milkers you know moseying on over <laughs> all right so um what else do we have here uh, next one has a picture of that's really fucking cute it is just totally adorable mm-hmm. we've got these two siblings one is a much younger child uh vertically resting in the lap of Someone else who is lying down, an older sister. So, yeah, Tracy is 12, and her sister Tiffany is 7, I think. Yeah. No, 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 it says 7th grade. So so it doesn't say how... how, how, 12-year-old is in 7th grade. Yeah, and then the younger sister is probably like 3 or 4, based on this image. So, But they're both playing, like... they're both yeah. playing Super Mario Tracy's Brothers. Tracy's like leaning back on a is. beanbag or something, and Tiffany's like in her le- resting on her legs, and they both have controllers in their laps, um, you know, playing together. So it, it's really it adorable. is good. Good for you, Tracy. And uh, like any older sibling, I'm sure that your sister's controller is unplugged. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what else yeah. do we have? So, well, it's by Adrian Libman, and she says a 12 year old. Oh, we Tracy don't need to read it. It's okay. <laughs> Unless you want to. Okay. I mean, I don't, we don't need to read every single one of these. So. Well, it says, oh, it says, when I came into the room, I saw both girls playing. I guess that's when she took the picture. 
But then the woman who sent the letter says, we are expecting another oh. baby. And I can just imagine that next year I'm going to see three children <laughs> reclining on the floor playing our NES. This picture says if it If you all. have a multi-tap, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got the kid in the first place. And then place. let's see. We have uh, Andrea Morris from Amherst, uh, Massachusetts had a Tetris quilt. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and that letter is called All Sewn Up. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I'll, I'll read yep. this one. The do that, Iceman do that cometh one. and goeth. <laughs> we thought you might enjoy the Mario Snowman we built last winter. Unfortunately, the next morning brought rain and temperatures in the 50s, so no one got to appreciate our hard work. <laughs> but before the weather came along and kicked it down like a bully on the beach, this person took a picture, and it's too bad they didn't have time to uh, color it with food coloring <laughs> or... Uh, something because it's a pretty sweet Mario made of ice. That's a pretty good snowman. Yeah, snow Mario, I guess. But yeah, I guess in the future we'll yeah. have to just tell our kids about snowmen because global warming will make it impossible to see them. So, um, <laughs> or you can just make little ones out of the ice in the freezer. And then uh, Sean and Chad Williams of New London, Wisconsin, made a, a pretty decent looking Lego Mario. Uh, so. <laughs> he he looks like he landed balls first on a spike, <laughs> but <laughs> not a bad effort though from Legos. So no, it's it's considering the Legos options at the time, this was pretty amazing, okay. and they got a nice little uh, secondary one with Mario's name on it and a mushroom. It uh, is it a Goomba or a mushroom? a mushroom? I guess it's a mushroom. So we got all that. right, and that's from Sean and Chad Williams. Mm-hmm. So let's see. What's the write-in thing? What a. What would you what give? What would you? you what would you told... give up in order to have a? Yeah. Uh, would Super you give Nintendo? up candy okay. for a whole year? Would you babysit your bratty little brother on a Friday night, or even wear that ugly sweater your aunt had knitted you every day? Write to us and tell us what you would endure to get your own Super <laughs> NES. We only want we only want your most outrageous ideas. That's a tongue twister right there. So, Aunt Edna knitted you. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, what would you, Mike? What would you give up for a Super Nintendo? Hmm, my Nintendo. You're a bitch. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, on to more coverage here. We have Batman: Return of the Joker uh, NES game. What would you? Hey, what would you have given up? Um. What would I have given up? Definitely, definitely my little sister. That's for sure. Uh. <laughs> that's that's the answer. I that's the answer I swallowed back <laughs> when I was about to answer because it's just like because my little sister was on the way in 1992. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, if I had to choose, like, do I have like a little sibling? Well, frig, I'm a friggin' sap, so I would have chosen my sister. But <laughs> it would have been nice to would have been nice to be like that hardcore. Where I could be like. Friggin' snot in those little whiner that's just gonna poop and cry, or an awesome Super Nintendo <laughs> system that's gonna it's gonna keep me well into puberty. Um, I I mean, obviously at this time I wasn't really aware like aware of how awesome and great what was you know coming down the pipe at me. <laughs> so I don't know if I would have given up that much, but um, in the coming years, definitely Nintendo grew in my heart. So, all right. Um, but my little sister did too, so I, I, I don't actually think I would take. Alright, so uh, Batman Return of the Joker, NES game. I didn't... Did you prep on this game? Because I didn't, I didn't play this one. 
at all. No, haven't it? No, I just have had. I was on vacation in Niagara Falls and then unpacking and then catching up and trying to get back into the dating scene. So I just didn't have time to play any games. What is that fapping? I'm sound? scrolling through to the um the, the reviews to see what it's it got on like the scores. If that makes any sense. <laughs> okay, Sorry. well then I'll read up. We got Batman Return of the Joker. We got Joker just leaning forward. Okay, so with his legs. it went for We got the Joker standing spread eagle looking at us in his pimp suit just laughing and laughing at 4. us. 4.2, 3.5, 4.1 and 4.1. So they're saying it's pretty good is what I'll is what I'll say. So, well, I'm looking at the power meter and it says 4.3 for graphics, 3.8 for play control. Oh. 3.5 for challenge and excitement and 3.8 for theme and So fun. yeah, they're saying it's good. I mean, it looks like it's much better much better done than the first Batman NES game, that's for sure. So I mean, the sprites and everything look better. It looks I mean, it looks like they kind of relied heavily on that first game, but and you're looking to uh, Return of Joker review. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so, so it says the ultimate comic book showdown is here. Batman Return of the Joker from Sunsoft is a seven-stage NES bout featuring brilliant graphics, wonderful weapons, and a ton of treacherous traps. <laughs> the clown prince of crime is back to mount a new campaign against a caped crusader. It's up to you to guide our cloaked hero through a dangerous hive of devilish snares. <laughs> so this one, because the Joker's still alive, obviously, doesn't seem to play anything off the movie, whereas the other one seemed to uh, have... You know some cinematic scenes yeah um i think that was the advertising it threw you off the way they covered it <laughs> but yeah i mean it's just it's again i think this is i mean we're beating a dead horse here but they really there really are some great nes games at this stage of the console it's just people were kind of not looking for them they were more you know zeroing in on the super nintendo you know coming out the graphics here yeah, the graphics are definitely a bump up from the original. Yeah, I... Like instead of Batman looking like a like a purple mess, they actually made him the Dark Knight, and they actually managed to make him stand out from the background while being while blending in with the and background, they like, which is his. Yeah, they didn't give him a gun. They just like crossbow, shield, star, neuralizer, neutralizer. <laughs> I guess neutralizer is a gun, but and there's a batarang too. So that, I mean, like they, it seems like they they put a little more effort into well this one it says it puts out a shockwave of electricity which should make it a taser but this one just makes it shoot like a ton of boomerangs <laughs> and then the coverage here um it goes through the first seven stages which i'm assuming is probably the whole game uh sorry mike yeah i don't know what the uh like i don't know why they chose this convention but they have the power mentioned like in all the screenshots, it doesn't show like what Batman's health is or anything, mm. but at the bottom it shows like power, for whatever that means. I guess it's supposed to be your hit points, but still power. Uh. Why not like health? But then you face off against this guy. They don't bother naming the villains. Like they don't have any comic book villains. It's just like standard video game. Oh, we got a big guy that jumps around the screen and shoots at you. Yeah. But. Then we get to see various uh, enemies. Well, obviously Joker and has to be um, the final boss. The last one. <laughs> yeah. I know, but they could have had ones like uh, Killer Frost, Penguin, Riddler. 
Like, you could have had standard Well, I fare. don't think... I, I mean, you wouldn't use... I mean, you could have henchmen and some lesser, you know, bosses, but you, you I'm assuming they'd want to, like, save the Riddler for, like, the Riddler game. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, man. If, if each villain gets his own game, Batman is fucked. Well, they like... You but, know, you uh, know they like... If there's one thing DC Comics likes, it's, you know, strangling something to death, so... Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I do, like, and the Nintendo's coverage here, the, like, the for the Nintendo Power is really, like, the art style is really cool. They've got a lot of Joker graphics, and, you know, they just, it, this, is, this is good coverage here, so. Yep, I do, uh, we, when, we, when we finally see the Joker at the end, or the la- maybe you fight the Joker twice, because mm-hmm. it seems to be, like, the boss for round six, and there's seven mm-hmm. stages, but the one they're showing us has the Joker flying around in a flying capsule like Dr. Wily. Yeah, that's weird. And he has bubbles so, that he hits you with or something. I don't know. I, I never played the game. It, Which is a, which is a nice reversal of Wily's UFO, which was weak to bubbles. <laughs> um, I don't like that if you look at page 17, they have the Joker like um, like power 120,000. Like, that doesn't look like the Joker at all. Like, he doesn't have makeup on or anything. It's just, like, a dude with crazy hair. <laughs> so, I don't know yeah. what the hell's going on there, but... <clears throat> so, uh, I don't think... E- Unfortunately, I don't think either of us have uh, experience with this game. Uh, maybe maybe Ben does, and he can chirp in somewhere, but... Um, sorry? Well, you sound like you... we will... Well, we will be addressing this along with every other game that we've seen in Nintendo Power thus far as we continue the nest taste test yeah throw it in the, throw it into the taste test uh, queue yeah we already did uh, we already did nobunaga's ambition <laughs> castlevania is up next and we'll throw the batman games on the barbie soon enough all right so uh anything else you want to say about this coverage here it's done okay <laughs> on to nester's adventures um, this month, uh, Nestor's, <laughs> we, we got, we got Nestor vandalizing Kid Icarus by summing it up perfectly. Yeah, because that's actually the way I thought, I thought about the game as a kid. Like, he's, so the, the opening panel has Nestor standing next to a placard that says Kid Icarus Myths and Monsters, and he just crossed it off and has written in a little bow and arrow guy. <laughs> so. This is good. That's, I think that's kind of our the way we all thought about it. I'm 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 sure. So, yeah. So it starts off with Nestor as as the only way that uh, subliminal learning in dreams can happen by falling asleep on a book. It somehow incorporates itself. Yeah, you. I learned by his... osmosis as a child. I mean, I'm sure you did too. So, yeah, sleep osmosis. Yeah, he's that's, he's uh, sleeping that's on. How, that's how, that's why I know way too much about comic book characters, uh, and I know porn so well. Um, so <laughs> let's see. The book is Myths and Monsters of Ancient Greece. So he's fallen asleep, and he's become Nestor Icarus, uh, and uh, so Nestorus. Nestorus, uh and the, one of the gods has come down and said, "Quit." Quit fidgeting, kid Nestorus. How about how do, how do you expect to pass your training if you don't pay attention? Oh, it's Zeus. Okay, listen, Zeus. I toasted battle toads in two days. How long did it take you? <laughs> and, and it follows through with a great joke where he goes, "I could never understand mortal eating habits." <laughs> if we don't endure the training, the goddess uh, Palutena, Palutena. Will, fa- will fall to the forces of e- evil. Then. 
let her do the training. <laughs> <laughs> Nestor's got an attitude. <laughs> Stop, puny mortal. You've passed through life like a, f- a flickering shadow on the wall. You must te- you must pass three tests. Okay. And he tries to hit uh, Nestor with a lightning bolt. Yep. And then he gives him a harp and says, your first test is to play the harp. Play it with skill and beautiful creatures will appear. <laughs> and Nestor, being a true gamer, says, where do I plug it in? <laughs> Show us what you got. (laughs) (laughs) And and then, uh, well, apparently Nestor doesn't got it because all that showed up was a bunch of like basilisks and goblins and monsters. And and Zeus says, this isn't a very good beginning. He blames it on being out of tune. All right. Yep. A poor. Oh, it's a poor carpenter that blames those tools. <laughs> yep. So then the Zeus says the second test is a simple question: What happened when Icarus flew too close to the sun? Uh, I know that one. He got waxed, and then I think they took his lights away. Am I warm? <laughs> Not warm enough. <laughs> All right. You want to do the final test? Yep. The final test. He says is the trial of the tumbling mirrors. Is this one of those dumb Olympic sports like the hamster toss or the snatcher? <laughs> uh, oh man, isn't that isn't that what you were watching last night? <laughs> no, I was watching Did you did you see that T-Rex porno thing I sent you? <laughs> what? I, no, I just skipped over it at the oh, time. Oh my god, you need to go watch it. That's what that's what I was watching last night. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well I'm going to do that right now while you finish up the test. <laughs> so, um, he's taking the tumbling mirrors test and he keeps missing with the arrows. Oh, ow, slow down, wait, ouch. If only he'd moved to the left and shot straight up, he would endure the training. So, uh, and Zeus is, you know, he, you know obviously Nestorus has failed all the tests and Zeus is saying, I weep for the future. Um, <laughs> and he wakes up from his dream and, uh, all his books have arrows in them. Uh, so I guess he was sleep arching. Uh, here, so that's the end. There's really not any. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! The T Rex. <laughs> Show it what you got. It feels so good, Mister T Rex. <laughs> yeah, we can't post it, but oh it's amazing. <laughs> oh my god, he's money. <laughs> oh my god, you got the worst porn of <laughs> Oh my god. It just shows this T-Rex just like... Alright, I can't tell you. This is a family it's podcast, obvi- so I can't really... Say. It's basically <laughs> a porno <laughs> with... <laughs> Fine, it's not really a family podcast, but anyway. Uh, I don't really want to hype the site where uh, it was linked to, but... Um, <laughs> it's a guy in one of the inflatable T-Rex suits, like, uh, dildoing <laughs> uh, a girl, so... Uh, I'm a motherfucking T Rex. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's not that hard to find if you want to Google it. I would say, but um, yeah, uh, I don't think we could post oh. that on Facebook, unfortunately. <laughs> so anyway, uh, classified information. Uh, we have some Simpsons tips, um, some Battletoads tips. Nothing really to note here. Womp. Oh, the classified information is good about the. Uh... Okay, I gotta pause that video because I've got that ACDC sound stuck <laughs> in my head. And the motherfucking Wow! Okay, so we got Super Mario World, which this taught me a trick I did not know. Where if you wait for a power up to fall out of the sky, mm-hmm. 
and you eat a fruit at the same time, like a low berry, mm-hmm. then if you eat the berry and the item at exactly the same time, the game will freeze in continuously upscaling points so that you will just continue earning 90 up to 99 one-ups. And it will just stay stuck like that, which means you have to restart it by start and select. So you can kind of glitch the game into giving you a shit ton of lives. So, yeah. Um, and then there's a. You can extend your invincibility. Is that what it's saying? Uh. Yeah. It says, like, uh, you wait for the Starman to drop, take the Starman, start running, and then collect another Starman. Oh, okay, yeah, so you can, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to take a Starman, knock it out of a box, chase it through the game until you find the next spot in the game where you get a Starman, and then if you collect both, then it says if you're... uh, There's, there's so basically it's just Donut Secret 2, there's two Starmen, so there's a way that you can get eight lives by like chaining them together so anyway page 23 of issue 31 here so if you want to if you actually want to find it uh it's it's there um and there's a a 50 ships code for darius twin as well so that's pretty helpful so there you go on to the next game yeah i gotta get away that i gotta close down that teamworks <laughs> video <laughs> you, you oh i can't God. believe you didn't watch that that was amazing all right um it's a good thing I didn't watch it at the time because I was probably around because I was around people when I sent it. <laughs> All right. Uh... Oh. Okay. So next we have Act Razor. All the world's a stage, and you are the master. So Act Razor. Did you did you play any Act Razor when you you were little? No, I never had a chance. This was just one of those games that uh, even back then I wanted to play it, but having a limited budget. Mm-hmm. I could only make sure to get games that I know that I would want, like Super Mario World. And so uh, the short answer is no, which would have sufficed. All right, I just I just kept hammering away at Super Mario World. By the time I was done with that, Legend of Zelda had come out, and I was rocking that for a couple of months. And then the uh, Secret of Mana may have been the next. My friend Evan had this game, I remember, and I never really understood what it was because like now that i'm reading up and like kind of watched a bit of stuff over the last few days this is like exactly what i want in a video game i'm kind of disappointed like more adult me i don't think um 10 year old me would have really appreciated (laughs) what was or eight year old me uh would have appreciated uh the game very much but uh so act razor is um a game that has two modes that are um sort of mushed together to make one overarching game and so the way it works is um you it's sort of like a very 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 slimmed down civilization uh simulation mode where you go around a map and uh you try to like um build cities um based on what's there and then in each city that there's like i think there's five cities and in each city there's four dungeons that you go to uh, where like these enemies are spawning out of and you you do what's called action mode so it's a side-scrolling action game where you go and defeat all the monsters that are in the dungeon to clear the city so that you, your city can grow and like the whole the whole thing is like basically um, like you're God and uh, you're, you're building up your your world here 
um, like one city at a time. And so like it's really interesting though, like that you're basically it's got city building mixed in with like side scrolling action. So um, <laughs> I should have played this game, but I didn't. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed in my past self that I didn't play this game. So yeah, this looks cool. Like there's this whole landscape and. The only way to expand is to get into these worlds, clear out the evil, and then you can grow mm -hmm. farms or villages for people, and then they will uh, offer praise. And then you, with that, you can, with their faith, you can do miracles to expand and restore balance and peace. Or right, it's pretty cool. I don't know if you have to like maintain the cities like once they're, or like once you stabilize an area if it's done. I'm not, I'm not sure, but. And actually, I was wrong. There's six areas, uh, not not five. So we have uh, Fillmore, Bloodpool, uh, uh, Cassandora, Itos, which is a mountain. So d let's see, Fillmore is the starting area. Uh, Bloodpool is um, a castle area, I guess. Cassandora is a desert. Itos is mountain. Uh, Maranha, Mar I don't know. Um, is in Tropical Island, and then there's North Wall, uh, which is the final area, um, which is definitely stolen out of um, Game of Thrones. Though this might have this might have predated Game of Thrones, so uh, don't quote yeah, me there. I saw, the, uh, <laughs> I saw through, uh, read through most of the levels, and the one thing that caught my attention was for Cassandora. It's a massive desert where you like crawl along the bones of. Mm -hmm. The bleached bones of things that have been long, that have long ago perished, mm -hmm. and the one thing it tells you is that the harsh desert of Cassandora holds formidable foes, including insect men, flaming clouds, and tentacle volumes. Mm -hmm. At the end is Dagobah, a giant ant, <laughs> which is fucking stupid because when you get to the end, you see that Dagobah, which is not only a ripoff of a friggin' Star Wars planet, mm -hmm. come mm -hmm. on, is a ant lion. <laughs> Which is a completely different sort of insect that eats ants and is not an ant. <laughs> so you take offense to their characterization here. That is racist. <laughs> not not all ants. Hashtag. <laughs> and then you have to defeat the pharaoh as well, which is a giant yeah, like which um, is, um, sarcophagus. Yeah, giant Tutankhamun sarcophagus head. Uh, that wants him to show him what he's got. And uh, <laughs> let's see, we have Bloodpool. The enemies are a manticore and a zeppelin wolf. That's awesome. I mean, that's there's nothing wrong there. That's pretty cool. That um that battle in the zeppelin wolf is one of the iconic um, like screenshots they used to to sell the game. With like you can see the moon in the in the background there on page uh, twenty nine. Um, oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, they did some, this game was artistically very good, and um, just more proof that the Super Nintendo really hit the ground running. Like, I mean, a lot of systems, there's some real shit that kind of comes out for a while, but I think um, Nintendo did a, good, did a pretty good job here of of having some actual like solid play, like solid games ready to roll. Um, you know, to to roll out with the system. So, uh, hats off to them there. Uh, we also have uh, the Aquatic Dragon is one of the bosses in Itos, and uh, Firewheel is another one of the Guardians. And then it doesn't really give a lot of coverage to Marana and Northwall, kind of. But we do fight the uh, the Hindu goddess Kali, <laughs> which is the multi-limbed goddess. 
And then in Northwall, you fight an Arctic wyvern and a merman fly. Which to me sounds like the worst possible merman configuration. <laughs> so we don't we don't have to discuss that. So Yeah, um you know, if there's if oh, there's a oh, also sorry. we missed the Act One Guardian for Marana is Raf Flasher, which is an, an interesting takeoff of the Raflasia, which is the which is a massive flower that the. What are you talking about? Which page uh, is this on? Because I'm not seeing this. It's a, it's right next to Northwell. Oh, I was looking at Act One. I thought you said sorry. Yeah, Act One Guardian is Raflasher. Okay. Uh, and then Fillmore's the, there's the, a centaur and a minotaur. The are the. Uh, Starting yeah. enemies, but the rap, like the Raflasher was taken off the rap is a derivative of the word Raflasia, which if you look it up is the massive flower that uh, the Gloom Pokemon <laughs> is that uh, is named after, which is like the white flower with the massively wide petals. Uh huh. That's a rap. That's a Raflasia. Yeah. So, that's what uh, the Raflasher is named out of. So. so now that's a little botanical knowledge I just dropped on you. So <laughs> now you know. Um, I. Hopefully the, this comes up in taste test because I would definitely like to play this through uh, with some people. So, <laughs> well, it's the nest taste test, so we're gonna have to get through the first seven hundred oh, games. Oh come on! Then then we'll then we'll be doing the super. Well, fine. Taste I'm gonna test. go taste, taste it on my own then. All right. So or taste or taste test on the game. Anyway, which will be the which will be all the Game Boy <laughs> games. So uh, on to the counselor's corner here. Yep. Well, we got uh, Crystallis. Nope. Super well, let's see. Where's World Sabrina Blues. the Teenage Witch? That's what they want to know. So <laughs> it's on yep. your network television uh, on Friday nights. Uh, and, dis- and and it has nothing to do with Riverdale or Archie, despite being an Archie character. <laughs> which is which is why Birds of Prey made such a great TV show that only lasted one season because it was Batman characters without Batman. <laughs> All right. Uh, Super Mario World, what's the tip they want to know? Although, I'm sorry, Mike. Although it was, the first de- it was the first live depiction of Harley Quinn, there you go. which was kind of cool. Uh, Super Mario World, where's the secret exit from Cheesebridge? You actually have to cape under the, uh, the goalpost at the end. <laughs> the Yoshi yeah, sacrifice. Yeah, you have to sacrifice Yoshi for that one. Um, or you could... You could probably, you know, fly in from, you know, afar, but that's trickier. <laughs> yeah, it's just better to sacrifice your poor, your poor mentally challenged <laughs> friend after you've donkey after you've donkey punched him twenty seven times. Yeah, in this he's level. not worth it anyway. So, yeah, at that point he's damaged blood, uh, so you just you just ditch him. And then one kind of important counselor tip here on page thirty five for Star Tropics, they actually um, list the code that you need. That's what I, I, I don't know if you remember, but I was saying that there's a letter that you actually had to dissolve um, in the instruction manual um, to f- solve the puzzle uh, to move on to chapter five. Um, apparently, they're they're being nice people here and saying um, if you've lost that letter, the code is 745 megahertz. <laughs> so 747. Or 747. I apologize. Like the uh, aircraft. Um, and also like the uh, amazing boogie song. Uh, what was that? Uh, down the boogie, down. That's Earth, Wind, and Fire, right? I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. But all right. You don't... Anyway. Yeah, because one of the songs was like, And glide yourself across the floor like a 747. Okay, sure. Um, it's it's a nice funk song. Anyway, if you need that code, it's in here. Uh, so issue 31, 
uh, page. And if you need to groove, and if you need to groove, that's Earth, Wind, and Fire. Let's groove. <laughs> so YouTube that shit, and you're welcome for getting it stuck in your head. And then after that, YouTube, you know, dinosaur porn. All right. And then <laughs> we have game counselor profiles. Well, of course. And and then the Cybertronic Spree doing Run With Us. <laughs> if you don't know who they are, they're an amazing Toronto-based group. They do, uh, they perform dressed up as transformers from the 86 cartoon movie not the shitty michael bay movie with like all this way too up close cgi junkyard sculpture bullshit they are dressed up like autobots and decepticons check them out on youtube they're friggin awesome you done okay so now we got the counselors we got uh mike robertson who became a counselor in July of 1990. His hobbies are basketball and music. His best video game accomplishment was finishing NARC with three men. And his favorite game is Wizardry. I don't got much to say about him. He seems like a pretty pleasant dude. John, your thoughts? Ah, same. Yep. Then next we got Gail Weiler, who really looks like Cindy Lauper. <laughs> and she became a counselor in 1990. Her hobbies are writing poetry, advanced dungeons and dragons and dragon models wow this girl is cool <laughs> and cute and her best video game accomplishment finished super mario brothers 2 with one does that man. mean that she only used one life or that there was one man left over <laughs> when she was done <laughs> anyway her favorite game is final fantasy so she's after your heart ah uh, damn it i'm in love with this girl mike mike falls easily people so you know if you have non-feral cats and tires that stay together, he'll fall for you. All right. <laughs> and then the next counselor is Josh Davis. Uh, he His hobbies include snowboarding, volleyball, and music. I don't know, music's a hobby, apparently. And, and, and smirking like an arrogant asshole. <laughs> his face is really, like, his eyes are, like, close together, I think. His... Everything is squinty, even his mouth for some <laughs> Somehow. He has like small features for a and, and like a big head. Um, his best video game accomplishment is that he finished Solstice in one man. So there you go, pretty awesome. And that's actually really hard to do. So he's probably a pretty good game player. And his favorite game is Battle of Olympus. So yeah, and next is Chad Lichen, and he's got the. Like a slightly odd photo. It's the he has like the flock of seagulls kind of like front hair, you know, comb like long, you know, sort of lock of hair coming like forward down over his forehead. It's like a lopsided reverse mullet. Yeah, and then the rest of the hair is like spiky nineties. So his hair is like an odd mix of the eighties and nineties. He just doesn't doesn't know which decade it's in. Would be what I would say. (laughs) He's got a nineteen ninety haircut. So yep. His hobbies are skiing, comic collecting, and water skiing. So he likes skiing a lot, just on different mediums of, of water. <laughs> different forms of water. <laughs> <laughs> Best video game accomplishment, Final Fi- finished Final Fantasy Legend in one day. I can do that too. I can just turn it off and throw it away. <laughs> and his favorite game is Nobunaga's Ambition, so you'll never trust him. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, we also have a Faria map as well. Um, <laughs> it says, how do I get through Brow Tower? I thought it said Brown Tower. <laughs> you buy her a couple of drinks first. And uh, not much there unless you want maps for Faria. Um, and then there's some Goonies 2 tips. 
um, where to find the diving suit and where to find the ladder that you need, both of which are useless because nobody plays the Goonies 2 game. So let's move on. And next. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. They're creepy and. <laughs> <laughs> they're creepy and they're kooky. And now the Adams family, Da-da-da-da. made famous by the campy 60s TV show, haunt a whole new generation in an all new movie from Paramount and a mysterious, spooky NES game from Ocean. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, well, it's, it's not, uh, a movie trying. It's not an especially. I'm sorry. Not an especially good game, according to the power meter. It's trying, you know, one of these, another one of these runs of games trying to capitalize on um you know movies that are coming out and just with every game in this era that if it's a if it's a movie tie-in just be be wary go read reviews because a lot of these are just dumpster fires of games that were rushed out uh to capitalize on a movie release because you know the the sort of the executive of the company's like oh why don't we why don't we have a video game come out with a movie too you know like then they they oh you have you know, four months to write the game. That's plenty of time, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I can churn out a TV script in less than that time. Yeah, but, but you do understand that they're completely different things. <laughs> Video game shows only require someone to act in front of a show and uh, film it. The other one requires people to continuously program sprites and levels and challenges. Right. And, I mean, they don't like what? They don't really know. So. Oh, my God. It's just like, I need you. To, the, these, are, these are made by the same assholes, I'd say. Okay, we need to be popular. I need you to make a new viral video file. Yeah. Uh, you do understand that those people just made videos that went viral because they were good. They didn't make them to be viral. <laughs> so, yeah, this game looks rather forgettable. Um, I didn't play it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you didn't either. So Yeah, Gomez looks fucking stupid. The coverage, there's just a bunch of... He looks like a waiter instead of... Yeah, he looks like a major domo instead of uh, Uki moves. Ghosts and skulls and man-eating plants are just a few of the dangers lurking around the musty old mansion. Gomez can lick most of the creeps by pouncing on them. So he's Mario. (laughs) He's a short Italian-looking guy with a mustache who jumps on things. Except this guy can duck. Uh, So... Yeah, we got some inserts here of Raul Julia. Damn, what a what a good actor. <laughs> like, like I read up on his Wikipedia, and that guy, he opened up acting schools and even uh, uh, like taught people, like by teaching at schools without pay, just to get people Latin American actors to uh, take up the arts. Like this guy, like he he loved acting it wasn't just his job it was his passion in his life and he just really did everything he could to help out the kids and you know that he even when he was in such intense pain he still wanted to do street fighter because his kids loved the game so that was his his little his last gift to his children was he was going to act the fuck out of this movie <laughs> and they did a pretty good job with this know, for, i remember it being a good movie yeah, so for for his part he he was good in that in that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that line when Chun Li tries to uh, kill him, and then she finally like admits, like tells him like why he needs to die, and like because he destroyed, killed her father, destroyed her village. Mm-hmm. All he says is the best line: "For you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. For me, it was Tuesday." <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you're talking about the Street Fighter movie, not Adam's Family. Okay, all right, fine, sure. <laughs> oh, the Adam's Family movie. That one was just fantastic. Yeah, I remember it being good. So. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm looking at the kid that played Pugsley, and he looks like the kid from Two and a Half Men. I don't think it's the same guy. No, because he looks like the way he... He looks the way that the kid does now, so it can't be the same <laughs> way, but he still has that face. <laughs> Well, yeah, a lot of those child, a lot of those child actors um, had. Who the hell played Lurch? Um, I mean, look at that face. Carl, Carl, and, or Carol Struyukin. Huh. I remember so, Christina no, Ricci playing Wednesday. Good. Jimmy Workman oh. played Pugsley. So Car- Carl Struyukin is. Oh, he was in. Men in, He's not just a finishing. He was in Men in Black. Fighter. He was um, one of the like the tall aliens in Men in Black. <laughs> like, I think he's, yeah, no he's the guy. I think he's the guy that has like. Remember the whole thing with like the galaxies on Orion's belt, and it's like um, yeah. the cat. Like he's he's he plays the alien um, that that like has the the other alien like controlling him from the inside. Like I think he's that actor. So. Um, yeah, and then we see other guys that I don't remember from the movie, but they must have been in it because I can't imagine them dressing actors up like this for their screenshots. And Jimmy Workman did nothing except for Addis Family movies, pretty much. So, <laughs> uh, Pugsley, we hardly knew you. Uh, Christina Ricci, though, Christina, yeah, she did. Son of a bitch, cute then, still cute now. Uh, it's okay because you were eight, so I'm gonna let it pass. But it's still creepy. All right, and then I was. Uh, this is '91, so I would have been 11 at the right. time. Right, Angelic. <laughs> Wait, what? When were you? Like a Houston. When were you? What, how old are you? I'm born in 1980. All right. Okay. Angelica Houston. Yeah. Delish as Martin. Yeah. <laughs> she did great, of course, and she's great in a bunch of other movies as well. So, I always loved her. The um in um, what's the uh, um Wes Anderson, The Life Aquatic. <laughs> she's mm. so good in that. All right. So um. Yeah, it looks like a pretty shitty looks, movie game, um, unfortunately. Yeah, this game looks wretched. Just go watch Adam's Family, Adam's Family Values. Yep. It's a much better use of a couple of hours than this game. <laughs> and then um, we have a Tiny Toons game from Konami. Tiny, well, Tiny Toon Adventures, they're tiny, sorry. They're toony. They're all a little loony. <laughs> oh, man. I, I may need to see this old show again, because like, this was when Steven Spielberg was just kicking ass on TV. <laughs> with Warner Brothers and then soon afterwards came the the Batman animated series and then the Animaniacs. Was Steven Spielberg oh, in this... all? Like I don't remember Steven Spielberg doing. Well, he was in Animaniacs, I believe. Well, I think he like produced, he, he produced it or it. something. But like in I think it was a producing like, yeah, you should do that show. Like, no, we can put Steven Spielberg's name on it. Uh, I don't know how involved he was with Animaniacs, but um well, that was a good Hey, the fact that the that they were all awesome. Mm-hmm. No, I love that show. I mean, that, that show. What, whatever he did or didn't do, it was it was just the was right. Was he amount. involved with Tiny Toons though? I don't remember him being. Uh, I, I thought he was. I mean, he. I honestly, I, I remember Muppet Babies, and I remember Animaniacs, and I remember a bunch of other stuff from this area era. I do remember the Tiny Toons theme song, but I don't really remember all that much about the show itself. So. It was uh, it was uh, it was fun. Except the sad thing is, is that the, it was on when I was going to school, so 
strangely enough, I was able to tune in the radio on my Walkman to pick up the TV station. So I would listen to no the radio. No wonder you don't know sure. anything. You're sitting there in class listening to fucking t- TV, not even seeing it. No, it, it was on the bus. No. <laughs> it was it was over. It was just a half hour bus. How ride, so much of an addict to, to TV to were you that you had to listen to the soundtrack of TV when it was I thought it was a sign. I thought it was a sign that I could listen to it. <laughs> so why would I not? <laughs> ah, strange, strange little man. All right. <laughs> And uh, but I do remember the commercial for this game, which started off just like the yeah, just like the show, except it was they're tiny, they're toony, they're all, we're all a little loony, and now this cartoony is a game for Randy, yes. Mm-hmm. And it was like basically the entire opening song, but their own parody, mm-hmm. so that they could uh, show screen uh, show clips from the game, and uh, it just looked. It looked like a must-play. <laughs> so, did you ever play this game? No. Um, I do like the stage names, though. Motion Ocean and <laughs> Weird Forest. Uh, Field of Field Screams. Of screams. Uh, and you end up in Morty's Mansion at the end, it looks like. So. <laughs> oh, I gotta get away from my Uncle Rick. This is the only place I'm gonna <laughs> Oh, Monty's <laughs> Mansion, not Morty. Ah. <laughs> uh, damn it, I like that. I like my version better. <laughs> This Boomtown, Wacky <laughs> Land. He, 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 Rick just shows up with a gun, like murders several of the Toon characters. <laughs> okay, Morty, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> oh, Jed, you just killed a cartoon character. Oh, you mean I killed someone who's a fictional creation that doesn't exist? Let's get out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, um, they got a fair bit of coverage here because the back of the poster is uh, is the maps and stuff for the game, so... Um, yeah, obviously, uh, this game, you know, got a fair bit of coverage here, so. Yeah, we got to play this game because it looks like a very good platformer. And who is the manufacturer? Konami, I think. Konami? Mm-hmm. Well, they weren't, they, they weren't bad. I mean, it's got pretty good power ratings, high threes. I'm not going to play this game. You can play it. I'll say that much. I was never a big Tiny Toon guy, so. But um yeah it looks i mean it looks like a pretty standard you know platformer i don't th- well i imagine that imagine you would have a different uh it looks like you uh get different experiences or that you would have to play through the each i don't know if you would play each level differently or if you get to choose the character you're with but they all have different abilities like plucky uh can fly dizzy devil can just tornado through some levels there's some obstacles. Fur, furball, and furball can climb the walls. So yeah. So I don't know if you. Uh, each pal has a special ability, but he can only choose one to take along for the entire game. When Buster picks up a tune around, his buddy takes over him, and the buddy finds one. It's Buster's turn to step back in. So you alternate between one person that you choose with you. So I guess your experiences can change, or there must be an ideal character for each one. Uh, it says that you have to stick with the character you pick, though. Yeah, so that sounds a bit like a. Like it'd be nice to get, to, to bail out if you realized, oh man, I, I I'm not so good with Plucky. Yeah, but uh, like for some reason, I'm looking at all these cartoon characters. They're like you're looking at Dizzy Hampton, but then the girl bunny, she's like, she's obviously a child, but then she's looking like really way too flirty in one pose. <laughs> like on page forty thirty one. No, wait, volume 31, page 47. So you get to see her just, like, really just, like, 
throwing her hip out and giving the eye to somebody and mm-hmm. that's a little that's a little gross for a cartoon yep so anyway um pretty standard looking platformer if you like tiny tunes <laughs> if you want to if you want to <laughs> if you want to see more of her just look for a uh, stage five at there's the fold out mm-hmm. for uh, stage four five and six and then <laughs> when you get to see what else she's doing <laughs> I don't know what move that is, but that's, uh, sign me up. Oh my God. That's like the stand and deliver or something. <laughs> I, I, I mean, she's got her mouth open and her leg up. So, I, I mean, like she's ready for something from somewhere. All right. Like, this all, right. Is like all right. The ulti- all right. The ulti- all right. No, drop it. Drop it. Like it. Drop it. <laughs> no, drop it. All right. She's ready, willing, and able. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the other side of the poster is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project, coming soon. For... And the artwork for this is pretty Yeah, sweet. coming soon for the NES. Uh, and it has... It lists the turtles' names for some reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's uh, like an eyeball and like an octopus tentacle and um, like some sort of like chicken foot reaching out for a slice of pizza that's on the ground. Uh, all coming out um, from the like a manhole cover with a bunch of like demonic looking eyes like in the in the darkness looking out and then we have the four ninja turtles like standing above the uh, the manhole like looking to protect the city of Manhattan with their turtle abilities so of, of hitting things with weapons mm-hmm. that that apparently no one else in the city can do Leonardo looks a bit derpy though like <laughs> oh man he's just yeah it's like he's it's like he's taking some novocaine or something yeah he's just standing there with his head arched back like <laughs> and Raphael looks about as cool as Raphael has ever looked so <laughs> alright uh, that, so that pretty much wraps yeah, up that the, takes us to the yeah. so uh, this was uh, so, issue 31 uh, December 91 this is uh, the end of the first half um, this will probably air on a Monday, so happy Monday, everyone. <laughs> and uh, and if it airs on a Friday, well, joke's on. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, what else do we have to say? Like, uh, the we have the standard spiel um, as far as please uh, go rate us on iTunes if you have a moment. Um, and if you're a Canadian fan, hit us up on the Canadian iTunes because so far it's just the same two reviews. <laughs> Um, and then uh, if you want to interact with us, the Facebook group, uh, for playing with power is definitely the best way. Uh, all three of us definitely, uh, check that, um, you know, multiple times a day. So please reach out to us there. If you have any questions, um, I've been working with, <clears throat> with one listener on getting his retro pie set up. Um, so, um, there's all kinds of stuff where more than, you know, we love this stuff. We love talking about it. Um, feel free to reach out to us. Um, and uh, we're happy to yeah and if you want to be on the show because you have an awesome thing going on or you just have amazing experiences with nintendo power reach out to us on the facebook and we'll like we'd love to have you on and then uh we enjoy you we enjoy you listening to us and we might enjoy listening to you too if you'd like to support uh the show please uh go visit the patreon we have set up for the it's yep patreon.com slash playing with power donate to the show and that would get amazing rewards yeah there's actually some cool stuff there um we're definitely looking to grow the podcast so if you're getting enjoyment out of this uh we'd appreciate it uh we won't hassle you any more than that though so uh you know please go check that out and we just want 
Yep. Just want to give a shout out to our Patreon donators, uh, Peter Guzman, James Milholland, and Jason Zuzio, or Zuzio. Not sure how it's pronounced, so why don't you hit us up on the Facebook page and let us know. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough for the first half here. Um, we'll be back shortly with the second half, or in actual time uh, later this week, we'll be releasing or uh, uh, the second half of the issue. But um, we'll be sticking around tonight to record that. So anyway, uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, for the first half of uh, this podcast. And... Uh, You want to wrap it up, Mike? All right. Thanks for uh, listening. I'm Mike. And I'm John. And you've been playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now.